Hey everyone, welcome to Mango Masala. We are Pi Radio South Asian Show, and today we are joined by Maz Ola. Fantastic. Um, okay, so for those of our listeners and viewers who aren't, who haven't like seen any of your things or like been interrupted with any of your um, social media before, do you want to introduce who you are, what you do, what you're about? Yeah, so I'm a content creator, work mainly based like in fashion, a little bit of beauty and lifestyle, also run a page called Space Muslim Wellness as well, which is just kind of like an online community for Muslims, also non-Muslims to like learn more about Islam and stuff like that. Sick. Okay. I have to say, by the way, I I didn't know that we were doing like an interview with you. Um, and then I think I just saw it. I'm like, basically I stay logged out of the Mango Masala account because I can't, I can't handle people like um, bad comments. I can't handle it. So I stay logged out. Do you like, get bad comments? We'll talk about that. Well, when we talk about like women in, or just generally just being online, like we'll talk about it. But I stay logged That's out. That's crazy. Because me, my reaction is just to ask people like, what's your address? When people start <laughs> stuff, right? So I yeah. said, on that. So I, went, I just went on it one day, I can't remember for what, and I saw like, we were messaging you for an interview and I was like, oh my God, what? Because I've been watching your vlogs for a lot. I'm a vlog girl. I love vlogs. Oh, thank I'm you. A girl. I love YouTube. Um, so I've been like, I've been watching your vlogs. Like I've been following you on Instagram because you're from Manchester originally, right? Yeah, 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 no. Yeah, and we love we love to support Manky yeah. on this show. So <laughs> I've been you. I need to be I need to like be more consistent with it. I'm like so lazy. <laughs> no, but I love it. Like like I whenever I watch a vlog, like it's you know what it is. You're a very like comfort vlog. You know that everyone has their like, thank you. Vloggers. Yeah, yeah you're very much a comfort vlogger. But enough about what I think of you. Um, <laughs> How did you get into this space and how did you get into um, kind of building your social media following, deciding that that's what you want to do, going into YouTube? It's probably like 2015 where I started like, I want to say like take Instagram seriously, but I wasn't making any money. So it was more so like a creative outlet and I had like a color scheme. So um like all my pictures would be like blue purple then yellow and then everybody copied and then I stopped um so I built up like quite a big following from that but I didn't really know that you could make money and then I stopped posting for like two years so I lost quite a lot of my following um and then I built it back up by just like posting like outfits and stuff because that's what I was like interested in really and like that's what I like seeing and then an agency reached out to me and were like oh we'd love to represent you and that's probably like three years ago now and that's when I first started to make money from it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I also like started to watch YouTubers quite late like everyone was on to like all these huge YouTubers you know like Zoella or whoever and I wasn't really like interested. I didn't really like understand the concept of a vlog. But then I think I stumbled across Emma Chamberlain and obviously she's like the biggest, the most relatable, and especially like back then, um, she just like make the most random videos. And I was just so, just like about nothing. And I just watched them. 
Yeah. You've never watched her. I've never watched it. I didn't. Oh even, I'm even lie. I didn't. I didn't even know who she was until she come on the what some award show and she was wearing like the some Indian jewels or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. That's the only time I knew who she was. I didn't yeah. Well, I just massive. Her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Massive. So then I think that that kind of inspired me to like check out more YouTubers, and then I started to like just be obsessed with like Korean YouTubers and I'd watch Michelle Choi. I don't know if you've heard of her. I watched I watched this one Korean YouTuber and she's on like a weight loss journey and every day she just posts what she eats. What's her name? It's in Korean. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, they're great. But she's my comfort YouTuber. And then I was just like, every, I, I thought about it and I was like, every single video is essentially the same thing. She's literally yeah. waking up, getting ready, doing a few things, and then like everyone's interested. So I was like, I really want to do this. Mm. Um, so I started it in Paris because I was having like a really time in Paris. I had nothing to do. Um, and I was just like, I'm just gonna go for it. And I just really enjoyed like making vlogs and um editing them. And I I promise you because I just believe in myself so much. I thought, okay, I'm gonna upload this vlog and I will have a million subscribers by the end of this year. Yeah, because but I back that though. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not gonna be the one to tell you you're delusional, I back that, because why would you not? I'm not delusional, it will you're not. happen. You're not. People are obviously, they're just sleeping on me at the moment, but mm -hmm. I will have that. And yeah. I just really believed that. And I think that, I was making vlogs like consistently every single week and I loved it and I think that because obviously that didn't happen immediately um not yet kind of like, it's, it's not, not yet not yet, yet. it will happen exactly. um, it, it made me like kind of not put effort into it but when I think about what I enjoy doing the most and what I enjoy like sharing with people it is definitely YouTube like over like Instagram or TikTok because I feel like you don't really get to see like who I am and and stuff like that through through Instagram so yeah so I need to be more consistent with that in 2023. There must be there must be some kind of like psychology to the study of why people love watching other people just their day and do their nothing I know it's so Go weird. Shot. Go shot. Yeah. <laughs> like doing a workout cooking food it must there must be some kind of some psychology behind it um yeah that's how you got into into youtube and then I'm, I'm assuming when you were starting you were doing a day job like at what point did that become your like actual your career so i signed with my agency like three years ago for the first year it was like kind of hard because i was living in paris my agency's based in london so like any events any like um brand deals it was just harder to do that whilst I was in Paris. So I still was working whilst I was over there. And then now it's probably been like maybe a year and a half where like that's been my main source of income. Okay. Yeah. And you're, are you, are you happy in this space? Like, are you, you feel comfortable? I feel like now because it's so saturated, there's like everybody is doing it. It's harder to like grow and it's harder to like connect with people because it's just available everywhere. And obviously like the younger generations are really good at putting across content. They're really great at making it. So I think that it is challenging at times. 
Um, but yeah, I do really enjoy it. I think also another thing is, is that like, um, obviously like being brown and being in the space, I see like people who like are white do so much better. Yeah, there's, I mean, this is like a whole thing, right? Like there's really a whole politics of like influences and the kind of resources and brand sponsorships and money that, that white creators get as opposed to like, yeah I saw I don't know if you know Victoria Paris on she's like quite big on TikTok I'm not a fan of her but she actually made a TikTok that was like like really eye-opening well it's kind of like you don't really think about it and then you you're like wow but she gets so much gifting from brands and all of those brands all the PR teams are white so when they gift someone they see someone who like looks like them Mm -hmm. so they'll gift them and then all of that gifting can either be sold you can make a profit off that but then it also allows you to make way more content so you're like always they always have the upper hand and there isn't many like black or brown women in the PR space Mm -hmm. so the opportunities are like way less I see like loads of people like loads of white people they're not even content creators getting gifting and then I have like um black friends girlfriends that are do the same job as me and they don't get gifting so it's just really bizarre but then it's also like it's not surprising either no it's not surprising at all but um have you found then like in terms of obviously it's a very big world kind of content creation but then within that there are communities so have you found like maybe kind of building specific communities within the content creation world has helped you combat um like just the inherent discrimination i don't know you know i feel like i mean a lot of my audience is young brown women yeah um but in terms of like me being in a community of like creators mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it's like most of my creators are women of color but I wouldn't say that it's kind of like helped in any way to like get an upper hand or anything if that makes sense um for example I know a lot of white creators that are friends that create content together then they get asked to go on brand trips because they're like a group yeah mm-hmm. but then I also have that with my friends yeah. who also do the same job but that obviously doesn't happen so yeah I don't know I don't I wouldn't say that it makes a difference I would say that, yeah no it's not materially it anyway like probably it makes you feel better to have people to relate yeah yeah to personally yeah. yeah but then well, in the job well. I wouldn't say no yeah okay you know how you were saying um obviously the industry is very saturated and, and it's difficult and like it is a constant kind of like competition of like putting content out and like now you've got to compete with the Instagram algorithm as well how do you like because obviously you have to market yourself as a content creator I'm guessing you market yourself you're the brand right you are your own brand. yeah so how do you overcome that how do you make sure that you're still relating to people that that you that your followers are still engaged like how do you curate your brand essentially and how does that evolve as the politics of Instagram change I think that is so hard with Instagram being the way that it is. It is hard to like even know if your audience are still engaged. Um, I think that it's just about realizing that people aren't really like into your like personality per se on Instagram. They're just, it's just a quick look at a picture, save it. Do you know what I mean? And um, I think that just by being yourself, and putting out content that you like to see yourself 
is probably the best approach rather than like I remember when reels were like they were saying like you have to make reels because that is gonna boost your engagement and I actually had a brand partnership with Instagram when reels first came out where I had to do a, a reel a week for three months and in the call initially you're like wow okay this is going to be great for me because it's going to push people to like engage with my content and it didn't do anything at all um I I didn't really gain much of a following from it and also it just didn't really feel natural to me to like make that content anyway like it felt quite unnatural um so yeah I think that if you just do what you want to see and what you feel comfortable doing then that's all you can do it's you know what I mean I think that is the problem with Instagram isn't it like and like content creation is that it's such a numbers game like the way yeah you, the way you have to like maintain your following is just by keep putting out content that like, ends up being vapid yeah but then it's also like I I feel like sometimes if I post too much then people will just be like oh my god her again <laughs> like they'll just get yeah, really annoyed I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna lie like I like certain content creators that I follow for no other reason than the fact that I think they're beautiful or like they've got a good style yeah. um I I, I ha- I'm fully cognizant of the fact that she's just gone and got dressed up and gone take up taking a photo literally just for Instagram you know it is it is very it does end up being very rapid so how do you how do you like kind of maintain that fidelity to like real life like how do you bridge that gap between like Instagram life and real life as a content creator because obviously the one criticism is that it's all fake you know and it is and I think that recognizing that it is not real life Hmm. and just um being completely upfront about that is the only thing that you can do because to say that Instagram is like a true depiction of what your life is is just not true like it, it is true like sometimes the pictures that I take are just for Instagram it's not necessary that's not the outfit I was wearing today um I'm I'm not really gonna post like me looking like on my Instagram because it doesn't fit the aesthetic of what I'm doing. If it was more so like um, like mental health, like that type of content, then yeah, sure, I I probably would, but my content is just fashion. So yeah, I think that like, I don't think that it is real life at all. And I think that for me, it's, it's literally just like a post and go. And like, I can, like my real life is very different to Instagram and I think that's why I enjoy YouTube more because obviously it's it's more real yeah you have to have like a degree of separation I guess right and in that way it is it is very much yeah it is very much like I have to go and make this content and take this photo and dress up in this way because that's yeah yeah and I think that also because some people might see that as like a really like vapid and shallow but I think that understanding that we all like to see beautiful things like it's just a creative outlet and it is like art in some ways and for some people um and like loads of people work really hard at it and sometimes like it is just a picture um but I think that just having an understanding of like it is someone's job and and like every job it's not like you you leave your job you know, at five o'clock and then you come home and you do your life. So it's kind of like the same thing in a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think that's like the right way to look at it in terms of kind of what the, the criticisms are towards Instagram. I think knowing that, okay, let me not internalize this as like, 
this is actually what someone looks like all the time or this is actually the life that everyone's living I'm here genuinely just because I like to see a beautiful woman or I like yeah 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 and you just want to be inspired um yeah like that's all it is really and I think you do need to have that separation because then otherwise it's just like so messy like how it affects your mental health like to think that all these people are just so beautiful all the time and like everyone's life is perfect and they just have endless amount of clothes Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like that's it's obviously not real yeah um speaking of mental health so you also said that you are kind of like the founder of an online space yeah space muslim wellness yeah so how did that because obviously up until now you've you've said very much your brand is very focused on fashion and that's kind of like it's a it's a different space right so it's islam and yeah wellness and so how did that come about so when i was in paris like I kind of like reconnected I would say with my faith in terms of like growing up I didn't really like there was no research I did for myself it was just everything I was told and then when I was like 26 I think that I just became like more interested in like this huge part of me that's like my identity and I was like I don't even really know that much about it so I wanted to like learn more I was connecting with more people out there and it's it's crazy like how different the culture is like over there and I guess anywhere you go um than it is here yeah and I feel like in the UK it's such a judgmental space um and essentially like the idea came from like creating a space for people that is just completely there's no judgment because there's no you can't there's no no one is better than anyone we're all learning every single day we all make mistakes and it's completely fine to change your mind one minute to the next so like how can you judge anyone do you know what I mean and it's also a space for not just Muslims I think that a big part of it is like being a Muslim person in a nine to five you are constantly having to like just make yourself smaller to make other people feel comfortable and that's just because they have no idea what islam is they have like you know from the media like preconceptions and stuff but they don't actually know and that affects muslim people i feel so much it makes you feel really small it also makes you doubt yourself and stuff so i feel like it's also a space for people to learn what it's like in the life of their colleagues their friends like what what you can say what you can't say like how to treat people um because I feel like as Muslims we are really overlooked in a way of like Islamophobia is not it's just not really taken that seriously and it's it's also like such small things it's not just like huge things it's it's like really small things in your day-to-day of people like saying oh you're Muslim but you drink alcohol it's like you would never say that to a a Christian you would never say that to a Jewish person like what makes you think it's okay and also you have no idea about my faith so it's just those kinds of things that really like irk me and I just hate them and I just wanted to create a space where people like can actually see like the beauty and like just all of the positive things about a religion that is really beautiful and and people don't think it's beautiful when it is I hear that I hear that I was I was smirking before just when you were saying about how in the UK they're really judgmental (laughs) 
yeah I feel like we're our own worst enemies like it's so hard to like create a community of Muslims here in the UK because it's all like a competition and I guess that is it's the majority is South Asian, isn't it? So that's that's the our, thing. That's the thing. Yeah. South Asians are so militant. But I'm laughing yeah. because I'm I'm laughing because we talk about it on the show a lot. So I'm obviously a South Asian Muslim. Uh, I'm the out of the three of us. Um, that's me. So that's what like I talk about a lot. And you know, before I was saying I stayed logged out the Mango Masala account. Oh my <laughs> god! Imagine we did one interview about Andrew Tate when he reverted to Islam, and I'm there like talking about the misogyny of like Muslim men. It's an endemic in our community. I'm talking about it. Yeah. In the comments, when we posted it, everyone's just going sick at me. I'm like, but it's true. Like even across the global Ummah, like in other countries, everyone looks at like UK, particularly South Asia, UK South Asia Muslims as being like, it's crazy. It's like, it's the halal police every day. Do you know what I mean? Like oh. you take a day off. How is someone in the video that we posted? Someone's now calling me a coloring box. They're like, she can't talk about Islam. She's got makeup on. She's got her hair out. I was even covered, and they're like, oh, look at what she's wearing. People are really, really, they're really. It is scary. It's so scary because I don't understand how. And so, what if you're not covered? If you're not covered, like how? I don't know. It's this whole thing of people thinking like. they have the right to give you advice. They have the right to guide you. It's like, but you, you do, but you don't know me. Maybe you can do that in your circle. It's so, it, it is different because like, we have so much ac- access now to like people online, but this whole thing of like, I'm just trying to guide you. I'm just trying to do the best for you or whatever. But online it's, it, I don't think that that should be allowed because we don't know these people. That advice should come from people in your circle, people that you know, people that can give you that message in like a loving way or whatever. And like, also, if you think someone's doing something wrong, like for example, you said that like you're covered 70, anyway. 70 excuses for them. Like, yeah, exactly. To get that in Islam, like we are told, if you see a person in Islam making a, do commit a sin, make 70 excuses for them. Don't dogpile them. Like people very- commit- Yeah. It's just, yeah, I just really don't understand it. And it's it's sad because it turns a lot of people away from Islam Absolutely. and it's our own community that does that. And it's just really sad. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I like, I, and I, and I like, I find it really exciting though that you did create this space because I also really, everything you said I resonated with, but especially the bit about how, I think where South Asian Muslims are so militant in their religion, Um, growing up within the community you just get told like you're Muslim you get sent to mosque you don't really get given like Islamic education well I didn't anyway I literally went mosque learned how to read Arabic learned finished the Quran you don't even know what it means don't know a word of what it means like yeah and I think that every young Muslim person always has to go through this journey of like self-discovery where they learn to connect with their faith by themselves outside of their family outside of their culture um so I, I think it's sick that like you create this space that helps people kind of like and it's a constant learning experience isn't it like constantly yeah and it's this thing of like you can we, we can stop at that thing of like okay this is everything all the information I've been told by my parents my grandparents whatever and I can just stop there and not do any research for myself but if I am wrong and God asks me why did you do this the answer of my parents taught me is just not going to be good enough is it like you have to if you 
if you are interested in that part and of yourself and if you if you want to take that journey you have to be able to like learn those things for yourself Um, and I think that right yeah have your own yeah there may be a lot of things that you don't agree with or there may be a lot of things that you you interpret in a different way and like yeah so I just think that like it's so important to like just do the work on your own like you would with anything yeah absolutely especially living as like a religious or like ethno-religious minority in a country where um as you said before people have even when it's like benign misconceptions like more time most people who are not Muslim or like don't have a proximity to Muslims um, will will have kind of weird misconceptions about Islam and you really have to know and be comfortable in your faith to, to be able to advocate for an entire religion like that to other people right um yeah and I also think that the I don't know if you get this a lot but like um in like places of work people being like um oh you're Muslim oh but you don't practice okay god like <laughs> I just, realize I'm it, just, okay. it just makes but and that is just based off like what they see of like for example like your appearance or like just your mannerisms or like they have obviously this idea of a woman who's supposed to be like in the garb praying five times a day which yeah. you know hopefully we we get there but it's it's just it looks so different for everybody and I think that people just have this idea of like it has to be one way and especially within our own community it's like this is the only way but then there's so many things that my my family taught me Mm -hmm. that are just factually incorrect yeah 100 100 100 like that's the thing with salvation it's the culture the mix-up between culture and religion it's it's deep it's so deep to this day and when my mom tells me something i'm like i beg mom get me the hadith show me show me the yeah yeah show me show me where you found this information yeah and it's like oh no i watched it on channel i or like i watched it on love tv i'm like or youtube video i'm like yeah Yeah. we have to do better and we have to like also know that like maybe maybe the thing that I I read is not the absolute thing and like I have to like leave space open for learning and especially like with our parents and obviously like the generally generational difference like they're very stubborn they don't want to be you know they're never wrong but there has to be space for like being wrong and like learning from from something that you were doing that was wrong or like there's yeah. a community that you should have when you're learning yeah definitely and I think that as as a Muslim you you have to have humility as well like it's yeah. just one of the things that oh, you have to that. have I hear that that's I mean that's the thing about identity because we talk about it all on the show all the time because obviously we are like a South Asian based show and like we're all from here yeah um, and, and the thing we talk about a lot is how like people might expect a South Asian to look like or how they might expect a South Asian to like present their cultural identity. And it's the same thing with any um, identity based demographic. The same thing with Muslims. People assume that we're a monolith, that there's only a one way to be a yeah. Muslim, one way to perform Islam. Um, there's not much space for anything that looks different than a woman in a hijab that prays five times a day. They cannot fathom that yeah multiplicities you know so um yeah no that's I like I love that that's what that's what you're doing how have you found kind of being in that space of I was gonna say Muslims but obviously it's not all just Muslims but kind of being in in a space where you're very actively and openly um and lovingly talking about your faith and, and sharing experiences and knowledge and stuff like that 
I think that at first I was actually really nervous to like do it because I was like I don't I'm, I'm just I'm just me like I don't know everything do you know what I mean and I'm still learning every day and what if I put something out there that's not true and like then that's on me isn't it but then if your intention is always good like your intention is always pure then you just have to lead with that and kind of be like if I make a mistake I make a mistake it was never from like malice or anything like that and also I'm not there to impress any you know other community of people like it is just from like pure intention of like wanting to spread the word of like of love through Islam like that's that's all it is I've never like experienced like any I got one comment from some like bot account that was just like super just Islamophobic but that was one comment yeah I mean that's the that's the um the difficult that I saw next question I was this is what I was saying we'll get to that in a bit like how do you cope like obviously being kind of like hyper visible or you know having like a, a following and especially talking and, and representing Islam which is already a, a very contentious thing in like the British, British imagination how I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you must be getting all kinds of weirdos like I'm so cool. I actually don't. I've never really had like bad comments, like ever really. Like, no, never really. I think that if people have this idea that I have a Muslim page and then they see my normal page and they don't believe that those two things fit, yeah. I don't care because that's the whole point is that like, You're there's so many, time. yeah, there's so many people out there who, who are scared to be like, yeah, I am Muslim because they feel like, they're not enough or they're not, or they're going to be judged or whatever and I just kind of want to make people feel like you can say it and you can like be really proud to say that you are Muslim without being perfect because we were never made to be perfect but I've never really like had any like negative comments about that or or even like on my own personal page like it's usually just you know like standard like men just being weird that's like the extent of what I get. I don't really get like people being horrible. Okay, that's good. Like I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm quite lucky in that sense. That's good. Yeah. yeah, I was not expecting that. Like we, because we had like another, we had a Pakistani woman on a couple of a couple of months ago, and she's a sports journalist, like a young Pakistani woman, and we had a conversation where she um speaks a lot about kind of like race and, and identity and in her sports journalism, and she covered like you know the Yorkshire racism cricket scandal. Yeah. Um, and she was telling us that she gets like death threats, like people were literally like in her twi Twitter DMs, like, which is not like, obviously it was horrendous to hear, but like it's online, that's what happens. Like even with us, I, I genuinely, I stay logged out of our account because I'm like, yeah, when we get nonsense comments, me, I can't, I, I would, I'm, I'm not going to be allowed to say what I want to say. So yeah, I just, yeah. I just, Carlos doesn't even let me look. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, do you know, also a big part of this, I think for me is why I don't get negative comments is because like this whole activism thing and like it having to be online now, like who you are as a person and like every, like all your thoughts and like political views, that for me stays offline because yeah. I just absolutely do not see the point of that being online because it's so performative and you can say whatever you want like it is so performative like people will be saying one thing and doing another and that's fine but then like to make other people feel small or whatever I will do that work in my own time and I do and like I the beliefs I have 
that's my beliefs it doesn't need to be shared with people and I think that I was at one point speaking a lot about like Palestine online and it's just you just get all those bot accounts like from Israel like just going in on you and it's just like traumatizing yeah and it's just like do you know what like I, I can do this work in my own time like this doesn't need to be online for me you know what I mean? I'm, and also you just, for me, it's like, I'm speaking into an echo chamber. Everyone agrees with me. Every, like we all have the same views. So I'm not really teaching anyone anything. And also I don't think that it's my job to teach anyone anything. Like I'm not the type of person that's like, this is my view. It has to be your view as well. Like we have to be open enough to be like, okay, maybe you do think something different and that's okay. And maybe tomorrow you're going to think something else. Like, that's your own journey of like what you believe. Like you have to be able to do that research on your own because if you're just taking it from people off the internet, you don't know where they've got their research from. Like you just, I, so that for me stays offline. And I think that that helps with like not having any negative comments. Cause like, it's just too neutral for people. Do you know what I mean? I hear that. No, that, that makes a lot of sense to be fair. And like, I think that it is fair enough um, to decide that, you know what, this is what my brand is. And this is kind of where, in a way it's kind of like, I wouldn't necessarily go into the office and start raving about what a commie I am. Same way you wouldn't go into Instagram yeah. where you make your money, which is your nine to five job and start raving about X, Y, Z political issue. You know, like it is, we are taught kind of, and it is, I guess, for good reason to keep your work life and your politics life a little bit. Yeah, separate. And also for me, like, like all those things are personal, like my political beliefs, like, you know, all those, that's, that's a very personal side to me. It's not something that I'm just going to share at my place of work. I can imagine like as a content creator, it's really like, you have to be very, very careful about how personal you allow people to get, like, because yeah. it's your life, right? Like it's, it's, you can't, you can't just kind of switch off the internet. I can see yeah. a worker and then like, I might be able to leave jobs or whatever, but you've really got a digital footprint. You can't, yeah, it's so true. I think that for me as well, like I'm just a firm believer in like cancel culture is so stupid. I think that my belief is that like you can say one thing one day and it might be a terrible thing. Right. And then you should be able to the next day or six months time or however long it takes you to be able to like learn from what you did in your own time and in your own space without people having to force that on you like why are we throwing stones when we all live in glass houses like it doesn't make sense there's so many terrible things that I probably used to say when I was younger that I had no idea and then you grow up and like to also like make ourselves like belittle ourselves to think that like we as a society we're not growing and, and moving forward because 10 years ago it's not what we are now so like to have the same expectations of someone 10 years yeah. ago is just ridiculous and it's a I mean divine commandment as well isn't it compassion and like grace I'll be honest yeah. I'll be, for me it's what I struggle with it I really struggle with it I'm very kind of like sometimes I'm a bit too principled sometimes I'm a bit too black and white like yeah it's hard because like obviously some people out there say like crazy stuff but it's just like also it's the internet do you know what I mean like we need to all stop being so chronically online about yeah. like mm -hmm. our personal stuff mm -hmm. and like understand that if someone says something it's terrible 
you are allowed to unfollow that person you are allowed to like delete them from your online presence they don't have to exist anymore for you but the more you keep bringing up that stuff and that you're you're just involving them in your life more so it just doesn't really make sense um but I guess everyone is different like I yeah I don't really keep up with like who's saying what in a way of like that it really affects my personal life in that way because I just think that you know, I'm getting too old. That's what I'm, that, honestly, that's what I just resolved to do in the end. I was like, eyes shut, don't care. You're, I'm not involved. Don't chat to me yet. Stay, stay over there with your ludicrous. Yeah, opinion. do say, like, say what you want. Say what you want. Do what honestly, you want. That's that, that, that's, why, that's why genuinely I stay logged out of that account now because I'm like, I know people are saying mad stuff. I just don't want to see it because when I see it, that, then it's my problem you know yeah and then and then like you react out of like you have to deal with it exactly <laughs> yeah. if i don't see it don't exist outside out of mind so yeah exactly I'm, I'm glad to hear though that you're not getting vile vitriolic abuse that is i mean awesome. it could change after this we just no, don't well, know. Well, i really hope not hopefully it won't um okay so just to round things off i have a few more questions firstly what advice would you give to people, particularly people from like similar backgrounds to you, women of colour, um, Muslim women, like, and they want to kind of break into those spaces? What what advice would you give? I would say do it and like, don't think about it. Just do it. Like, believe in yourself. Like, there's no reason why people wouldn't be able to resonate with you. Like, there's always something in someone that, is relatable to someone else like you don't know how much it could help you and also help other people like don't feel like I don't know I feel like just if it's something that you're going to enjoy doing literally just take the first step to do it also be able to like have that separation of internet and real life because when you I feel like when I first started TikTok it was very difficult because like people are horrible on TikTok is the mad that's the mad it's, play yeah. that's what I was talking about it's, it's a crazy. it's a crazy <laughs> it is like, I'm mad and it's kids it's like 11 year old boys genuinely but if you want to if you want to be able to like start creating content or whatever just be able to separate internet from real life because it just makes things so much easier and just see it as a job or see it as like um like a form of like expressing yourself like yeah don't take it like too seriously just do what you love and like what moves you yeah um there was this there's this uh one youtuber who she's called shoshana rose she's like from toronto i don't know if if you've ever watched her um she was speaking on one of her vlogs about how she kind of was was a little bit feeling down about how competitive content creation is and then she was like what really helped her was thinking from a mindset of like abundance rather than a mindset of scarcity like if you think there's there's that the amount of money in the world the amount of resources in the world the amount of opportunities in the world is not going to run out like the world is not well, as far as we know not ending tomorrow um, yeah so like she was kind of saying like for, for people who want to break into this and do this like think from there like there's there's an opportunity out there for you you know yeah and just remembering that like you are like nobody else so that's already like such a a great starting point like you're so unique that everything that you put out is going to be different to anyone else no matter how many people are in the field so like just do it and enjoy it yeah 
Um, okay, so final question, just to round things off. What's your plan? Like, what are you trying to do? Where are you trying to be? How are you trying to grow? Okay, so what we're trying to do is we're going to make money. We're going to have a really successful next few years making content, building partnerships with brands, with people. And then Maz is going to have her own studio. She's going to learn how to design and build furniture. That's what she's going to grow old doing. That's going to be her project. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Cool. That's a, that's a bit... Um bit rogue like a furniture design yeah yeah but that's that's like the passion that's the dream you know oh, oh my god inshallah yeah like you'll get it inshallah like will said, happen like we said there's no absolutely no reason why you would not and there's no absolutely why you no would. reason why we would. and yeah. a million reasons why you would so a million reasons a million reasons fantastic so yeah and also hit 10 million youtube subscribers which will happen and to start it off for those who are listening do you want to tell people where they can find you yeah so every social media handle is mazula except for tiktok that's m-m-a-z-u-l-l-a-h but you should watch my youtube because i can just i just know i know that you will love it you will love it so much i will vouch for that i love your you will love it so much you will love it so much and we'll become friends i'll be like your internet friend and every time you're feeling sad you can watch me and you'll love it i would on i would i genuinely i would vouch for that um, Thank you. <laughs> is there any any final words anything else you want to share with the people out there anything you want to impart on them never give up on your dreams because they're always possible and always be happy because being happy is so amazing it's okay to be sad though you can be sad but always try to be happy and see the positives in life because life is amazing we should really take heed of that we come on the show every single week <laughs> and we just <laughs> yes guys what's good you're tuned into mango masala pie radio south asian show my name's gerns i'm here with halima and simran hi guys how is everyone cold still freezing cold i was up quite late last night and it was literally like minus seven and i was literally like what is going on it like, was yeah in manchester it was my, my cousin took a photo and it was minus six i was like mm. what what kind of arctic and i actually i experienced the when it's so cold that it hurts that you were talking about halima so i'm definitely ready for the sun to come back you know what i saw this very interesting video online and it's a guy who must be a scientist of some kind where he says that basically okay i'm going to explain it in layman's terms i'm probably not do, do justice to the science behind it all he says that basically um, like you could be in Canada where it's like minus 10, 20, whatever. And then you can be in the UK where it's like minus one, minus two. And the UK weather always, it was a response to a Canadian woman saying, I don't know how I did winters in Canada and in the UK, I'm dying. And basically it's to do with like your breath and like the moisture in the air generally. So like when it's minus two or like minus one, just minus, there's more moisture in the air and that, that that moisture dries, like freeze dries on your face or like or on your extremities or on your exposed skin. Whereas when it's something as as extreme as like as sorry, when it's much, much below sub-zero, so there's less moisture, there's less like the moisture is just not drying on your skin. So that's why actually you could be in like minus 20, 30 
degrees and as long as you're obviously wrapped up warm it will be a much more comfortable experience than being in that minus one minus two <coughs> does that make sense yeah because yeah. i did see i did see that but i didn't bother properly reading it um, yeah well, that's so, what yeah. it is that's what it is so you know when we're complaining here in the uk it's science it's scientifically proven that we have more painful cold here there's we also got to be a reason for that like if you flip it on its head for summer as well because why is like 27 degrees here unbearable but 27 degrees in another country it's is like housing. nice i saw another chart talking about how in the uk or like western europe sorry the uk has um the least like i don't know what the term for it is it's like weather resistant homes yeah like we lose more heat from homes like and someone was like yeah in you know scandinavia whatever scandinavian country they're from they're like they've never been cold in their house even though obviously the yeah I, I saw that there's the person was from denmark and they said they were from like a working class family um but they still had never felt cold until they came to the uk inside the house Damn. so bad vibes just, island. It's just, yeah it's just bad vibes island it's not Play even the tune. bad vibes So it's not even like, okay, the climate is specifically punishing us. It's just, it's, it's structural, like it's governmental. Like the government are just, ha- it's just bad. The homes are bad. Who was it that like established civilization as it is in the UK? Was it the Romans? They made a bad decision. I, I don't know. Whoever decided to come to this island and set stuff up. It is mad though. I don't know about you guys, but I always forget that we're actually on an island. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, to be fair, I refer to it as we just the islands too often, so no, I don't forget <laughs> that. To be honest. Anyway, turning things on to a positive note. Obviously, coming to the end of twenty twenty two, starting twenty twenty three, new beginnings and all that, fresh starts. How are people feeling? Like, let's re- let's reflect first. How was twenty twenty two? Do you want to know? <clears throat> so I turned 26. For those, for our listeners on the show, you will have been on this, you know, aging journey with me and you will have seen me from 25 to now 26 crying about reaching new ages. And um, I remember not long after, like, I went on Twitter and someone tweeted the ages from 25 till about 29 just keep going downhill. And I thought, I can't, I can't, I swore, I swore out loud, I went, well, I can't see what I said. Well, do you remember two minutes ago when I said how we're meant to be turning things on to a positive note? Oh, sorry, sorry. Do you know, okay, you know what, 22 was, sorry, 2022, so it was good in some ways and bad in other ways. What about you, Simran? same <laughs> no, as in, like, <laughs> I don't know because like I, I've done a lot like I feel like on paper I've done a lot but in my like okay. in myself I don't feel like I've done a lot like I'm just the same person I don't know I just want to see it to be over <laughs> yeah no, I feel that I can't say 2022 was like good it was uh, I don't know there were pockets of goodness like, do you like know that's I- what I'm saying it was a good year. I can't complain because, like, I literally finished my degree and got a job. Like, those are the two big things that happened for me this year. I yeah. cannot complain. If I say that it was a bad year, I sound so ungrateful. I'm not ungrateful. No, I'm very grateful. No, but, but it wasn't. You could say there's like, so much more to it. Yeah. I had some great times. I made some great friends. Like, made memories. All that. Went traveling for the first time in three years. Like, huge. But I just feel like we're still in that weird like 
COVID depression era where I'm just like, I just need this to be over. I need life to feel like real again. Mm. But I just, I, that, that's, but that's the thing where I feel like this year has been kind of like the year where I'm like, okay, this is, this is the normal now. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not, nothing is going to, I don't know if you guys feel the same. And like, I thought, I thought like it, it was me. And I realize now that it's a lot of people feel the similar, feel similar ways because of like COVID. But I feel like for the past like two years, I haven't really been myself. I don't know if anyone feels that way. I feel like I've just been in like, particularly recently, there's just this massive dissociative episode. I just feel like I've just been on autopilot. I don't think you're alone in that. Yeah, like I just, I, I don't, like I'm here, but I'm just not really here. Like I'm just kind of doing life. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like when I say that I want life to feel real again, because it just doesn't feel real anymore. Like it just, I don't know. Everything, I think we've gained so much perspective because of COVID. We've learned so much and we've got so much like distrust in facilities like the government and things like that. But now we're in a position where it's like something needs to change, but nothing ever changes. And everyone's frustrated. Everyone's tired. It's just a bit of a very strange, like socioeconomic, political time to live in. Cost the living crisis, like new prime minister every couple of months. Like, I don't know, bad vibes island for sure. But like, COVID was just like a global event. Obviously, that's the same, the obvious, but it's going to have lasting effects, which is why I feel like we're still nowhere near the end of feeling the effects of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is so like I, I went through like a really kind of weird period and I kept being like, OK, I'm waiting for something to like, yeah, something is going to click and then things are just going to be like how they were before. And then I think I realized like recently that I don't know and, it, and it's and it's, it's it's sad but it's also a bit liberating I think the realization that we have had very formative years during Covid right so you can't really separate how much of why you're feeling the way you're feeling is because of you've, you're growing up and this is what it means to now be in your mm. mid-20s and how much of it is the pandemic because we've grown up into our mid-20s or like for, for you in your early 20s in the pandemic right so it's but when I realized that I was like okay so it's not kind of like the circumstances have had a massive impact on kind of how I've been feeling and how I've been living my life but also like that's not going to change now so like I need to kind of take control a little bit and like now start living instead of just sitting here and being like oh my god I wish I was like my old self and I wish I was like this mm-hmm. and I wish my life was like this now I'm slowly coming to the realization that actually it's up, for, it's up to me to, to, to go and like rebuild that kind of life again you know yeah I think also off the back of that like this is another thing where it's like I don't know if you will relate but it's kind of like so many things have happened in the last couple of years that now it is that point where it's like okay now I need to get back to normal but you can only do so many things until it until the burden like falls on you until you have to say like okay like everything's in place now I need to pattern myself up and just like get sorted which is kind of where I am where it's like okay so like what more can be done like COVID's done more or less like you know yeah that's what I'm saying touch words yeah touch words no my friend (laughs) got got positive with it yesterday it's still about Mm. what I'm saying is done because it's not I know three people right now that have it two are in America granted but still done but yeah, no, I, 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 I like really, really do relate to that. <clears throat> and like that, that's, that's what I mean when I say like, I'm now slowly starting to come to the realization that, okay, circumstances have like really thrown us a curveball, 
global pandemic no one prepared for that and yeah my life isn't as I don't know I'm just not full of like exuberance the way that I once was you know and um but my my life is still my own and I need to like start being more present that's the thing for me I think for me mm-hmm. it's like I I need to start being more present in my life because I that I was I used to be like so I mean and, and I still do I love my life I love my life and I am generally like I try to like practice gratitude all the time especially as like a person of faith um so that's just kind of what I want to focus more on moving forward is just that realization that okay it's my time now to kind of rebuild or build differently the life that I want rather than just sitting here and lamenting on the fact that oh I don't feel like myself you know I feel like going off what you two have said I feel like I've maybe had slightly more positive year in the sense that I don't think it's been bad engaged that was last year last year sorry I have no I have no but um, I think the thing with this year that's been the scary thing for me is how quickly it's gone like, that's what I mean last year this year they all bleed into one I have no mm. what what you, you could tell me we're in 2030 and I'd be like yeah cool okay I don't know I feel like this is probably the year that I have like felt maybe a bit more grown up in the sense that it's the first year where I've had a like actual like a job that pays well let's put it that way like yeah because i've had jobs before making your own living right yeah so that from that perspective it's been nice um but anyway maybe let's turn things on a bit more of a positive spin now 2023 what we're looking forward to and this is what i wanted to ask you about halima because i saw on your story the other day you had a whole document of um places and like dates and stuff like I want to know is all of that confirmed or is that like your planning or like what is all that like that is so I obviously like I don't believe in astrology because I'm Muslim um but everyone who does tells me I am like the most Virgo Virgo ever and like yeah I've said this before I don't I don't personally believe in it but I know what Virgos are meant to be like and I do think you are like yeah right like we're literally expert planners so me I just love and you know what like this is this is kind of this this like kind of goes off what we were saying before about um how I got I don't know I've just been I've been a bit down I'll be completely transparent we can talk about mental health on this show I think my mental health has not been great recently I've been like very very low moods probably a bit depressed um and I've just really been like to be completely transparent with you guys neglecting myself and not been happy in my life kind of really been questioning where I'm at what I'm doing all of these things try not to get upset but um I think it got it got for me like that is something that really helps me is being able to like look to the future because I got so kind of wound up with how unhappy I am right now in the moment and how hard things are right now in the moment that I kind of forgot that actually there's still so much life to live. So it was kind of one day where it was literally probably like 5am in the morning. I was just super depressed. I was like, I need to get myself out of this rut, you know? So then I started like 
thinking about okay how do I you know the, the new the new year is coming it's a chance for a fresh start what do I want my next year to look like and I'm going to go build that life now for myself and for me I speak all the time on the show about how much I love traveling and I was like I want to be out I want to be out for the entire year like I don't I that is what's gonna kind of I think breathe life back into me I think that's what's gonna kind of give me a renewed sense of will to live so I just made a kind of and it was always my plan like I want to my my travel goal next year is to finish Europe or to largely finish to nearly finish Europe at least um <clears throat> so I sat down and I just put it into into a document I just planned my my year out well I mean that's not unusual though I plan everything out like that because of my ADHD like if I can't if I don't visual if I I had need to visualize something otherwise I can't my head's just all over the place those are my plans inshallah um, I hope that happens for you. What about you, Simran? What does 2023 look like? I think I'm similar to Halima in that sense, minus the actual like actual holidays. Obviously, I do want to go traveling a lot more because now I've done it, I'm on the vibe of going traveling. But that's not my like explicit plan right now. I think um kind of in the same um thing that Halima was saying about like mental health and stuff, I think I've had a rough couple of years. <laughs> I think following my granddad's death in late December 2020 everything went very up in the air for me and I struggled with everything last year 2021 right off absolute right off like it wasn't real for the entire year and I speak about burnout a lot on this in that at the end of my bachelor's I was so burnt out but I was like I'm doing this master's because I don't know what I'm what else I'm going to do I'm just going to sit here and wallow did the master's finished the master's even more burnt out was like okay I need a break got a job took the job (laughs) like it's kind of a bit like I don't know why I keep doing this to myself and then complaining like six months in that I'm like burnt out but thinking like okay this next thing is what's gonna make me feel better that's what's gonna give me purpose that's what's gonna oh I knew this job wasn't gonna make me feel good but like I said I was never gonna turn it down because no it wasn't happening but like it's just an ironic fact about me that I just tend to do that to myself um I think this year I'm welcoming stability and I'm welcoming being in one place. I'm not going to Liverpool, to Nottingham, Nottingham to home, home to London. Like I'm not doing none of that. I'm in one place, one job, hopefully. Like I just want stability and I just want to be somewhere where I can trust in the fact that like I have friends and family who are local that love me. I have colleagues that love me. Like I just, I'm in a place where I'm just like, I can chill. And then I can finally work on myself the way I've wanted to because now I've worked on myself academically and professionally I want to actually work on me I feel like I don't know who I am what does in that my like 20s like for you what does that look like working on yourself therapy yeah. big fat therapy because you know yeah. what we need to talk about therapy and accessibility more because in America now I have all these Americans in my life they talk about therapy like it's their dog walk like oh, I just had therapy oh I had my, my therapist call this morning like it's nothing here it's so hush hush under the carpet like and I don't even know where to start and I've done a psychology degree like so therapy is the big fat number one I want to indulge in more like creative ventures makeup I posted my first makeup yeah, love that um, it's not like my drumming lessons I want to just do random things that make me happy because like in uni I took a lot of time out to do random things like if it was raining outside I'd just go for a walk in the rain because I can like mm-hmm. go to the park or like go to I don't know the beach in Liverpool just because we could like I want to do more of that as well like just indulge that kind of like mindful side as well and just finally get to a point where I feel healed 
because I don't I know that kind of is a bit unattainable because no one ever gets healed healed but like you could be at peace with yourself you know like yes yeah 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 and I want to put it to bed everything with like the grief because I feel like I'm not done grieving yet I want to yeah. get the grief out the way I want to like actually put it back to bed and, like, you know what it is it's a lot of what you're saying it sounds like what I was before like maybe this year um where I just I didn't take the time to just sit still when mm -hmm. it's kind of something really traumatic happens and it's not something that you could just kind of gloss over but you end up glossing over it because you're just always busy with the next thing busy with the next thing mm -hmm. you don't actually take that time to sit down sit with your grief sit with yourself I want to address it reconcile it exactly yeah so, I want to get to a point where like I'm approaching it with kindness towards myself and like love towards a situation instead of just complete like distraught and just like sadness all the time so I'd rather be in a place where like I feel better and then from there we think about what's the next thing that I'm going to do because I can't sit down for too long but like I just want to be like I said stability and peace that is the mo the motto you, you need that stillness with yourself definitely mm -hmm. well we, oh yeah we love that for you it's, it's important like already that you've been able to recognize that that's where you need to be stability and peace with the odd trip to Manchester yeah, I saw his face. I saw his face go as soon as I said it. I was like, I'm happy where I am. I get it. I know. We'll figure that one out. What about you, Carlos? Getting married, isn't it? Like, Come on. Yeah. Yes. Come on. So that'll be, that'll be all right. That'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, he's no, but he just wants to get married. Something tells me that the next six months or less than even are going to be um, stress. <laughs> at the same time you're like, planning a big quite Indian wedding of course mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah but, but I mean, that, that's definitely going to be the main event afterwards. and big travel yeah. plan for afterwards I mean that's the plan but that's the, that's the thing that, that's another thing to plan in itself and I think reassess as to whether or not that's possible because I think we told you the initial plans of what we wanted to do but the quote we got back from that from a travel agent was a bit like okay maybe we oh won't do God. all that Don't me come to me what do you mean travel agent come to me i'll help you about travel agent she is your travel agent i'm your come on i'm offended okay i'll i'll reach out to you in a bit yeah tell me i'll have a look see i'll see if i can help yeah. but yeah no do you know what planning a, a desi wedding is stress is very mm. very very stressful but and do you know what it is because it's such a cultural event it's such a communal event it's such a family event <clears throat> that sometimes the couple themselves lose sight of actually what the wedding is and actually it's a celebration of yours and Mayanka's love and commitment for companionship for the rest of your life which is a beautiful thing you know so yeah that's the thing I think take a step back and realize actually what is why are we doing this and it's actually zoning everyone else out it's me and Mianka you know? yeah I think that's the problem because I think it is really it's definitely really easy to just completely like because there's so much planning and so much that what I really want to do do what I really want to be is I want to be present during it yeah enjoy the process yeah. as stressful as it is it's also so much it's one of my favorite things about probably the most favorite thing about our culture is is the wedding you know the food the festivities the the getting together the community sense the outfits the, everything the celebration is so much fun you know but obviously i can imagine as like the bride and groom a lot of the family of the bride and groom it's, you get lost in all the stress of it so definitely yeah. remember it's about you guys 
It's all about me. I'm here. I don't know anyone there. I'll fight someone if I have to. <laughs> That's true. I thought you said you find someone, and I was like, "Oh, you're planning on like hooking up at my wedding or something?" Um, <laughs> no, not hooking up, but finding a life partner. Yes, definitely. Be on the lookout. I'll have a think. Also, that's not my 2023. That's 2024. My 2023 is going to be get yourself straight. Self romance love. free. Yes. No romance with yourself. No, because actually, I can make. I'll make this little segment. I'll actually come to the realization that. It's actually not fair on the other person. I'm sorry if that sounds so like, how has she just realized this now? But like, it's actually not fair on the other person if you're not coming as your best self or as you're like, you know, in a position where you want that. Cause you can date, 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 date and expect to find the one. But if you don't know what you want, your intentions aren't out there and you're not the package that you want to present to your future partner, what's the point? And it's not, you're not doing that person. You're just wasting their time and energy really. Yeah, I always think this about like, couples that you see mainly on tv but in person as well i have seen where people get together and the reason that they end up breaking up eventually is because of things completely different values that they have and i do just kind of think like how did you not have a discussion about that at some point within the first year at least you know what i mean like having kids for example that's that that can be a deal breaker for people i'm like surely like i don't know about you but i think that's maybe one of the first things that you talk about just in general chit chat like i mean i'm not talking from very much experience but like yeah yeah i feel like you can't there's there's conversations are uncomfortable but they need to be had if you're going to actually spend that much time with someone and all i find a lot with people is that people go into a relationship expecting therapy they expect to be healed from that other person. And the problem is they might be able to help you to some extent. But if that person then leaves your life, you are screwed. Like you are absolutely screwed. But also you can't expect a therapist in the person that you're with. You need to sort that out by yourself. You can't be someone's therapist and they can't be yours. That's what therapy is It's a very thin line between kind of having things to still work on and that being okay because no two people are ever going to be completely perfect for each other no one's Mm -hmm. going to turn up to any relationship ready made like growth is a lifelong thing you know Mm -hmm. and as life evolves and we move through stages we're constantly growing and learning and changing who we are as people and there's always going to be an expectation on our romantic partners to be able to hold us down through all of that however that's not to say that so so that 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 means that there's always there always has to be grace and compassion Mm -hmm. and patience in a relationship right but that's not to say that that means that you have no work to do for yourself even beforehand you know talking about therapy i i think that everyone should go to therapy anyway Mm -hmm. yeah means or resources but especially i think it's a a very serious requirement i think before three major life stages before like before getting into a major major relationship slash slash like when you're about to get married and before having children um because those are the spaces in which you cannot run from yourself you might have you might be struggling with xyz and with your friends and your families and your colleagues and your work life and your social life you can run from it you can hide from it you can wear that mask as soon as you get to your romantic relationship, which is supposed to be the the space in which you are seen for who you truly are, you cannot run. And whatever it is that you've been suppressing and holding back, it will spill over, you know? 
And you need to make sure that you prime yourself in a way that once you're there and you're ready for that relationship, what spills over is not toxic. It's not problematic. It's not going to harm the other person, that it's manageable, right? It's just my team. I love that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we should start an agony. We should start an agony ant section. You know what? I, I was literally just thinking that just now. No, no, I I've thought like... of this. I have, I have thought of this that we should put in a, a question box on our Instagram story one day and see if oh people have God. problem. Because I would, I nearly swore, but I would love, love to do that. Yeah. Oh my God. Plans for the New Year's, guys. 2023. Right. So, like, to round things off then on that note, Looking forward for Mango Masala, specifically 2023. What are we feeling? What what are our aims? What are our goals? I really want to say that before the end of 2022, I want to hit 2K, but I don't want to say it out loud in case we don't, and it's embarrassing. Inshallah, like, inshallah, 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 inshallah. Please, Allah. Yeah. I mean, and obviously to anyone listening to this, followers aren't everything, but it is a nice wow. sense of <laughs> affirmation. Having also said that, I want to look after this little community that we've curated and that we have our little like diehard fans that people really really love the content for that like like, yeah commenting interacting dming us sending us like things that they want coming on our show that little community we see you we love you like oh my god you're the best if we could expand those people as well as well as the overall population great because obviously we know we're sick you know (laughs) we do know that give us a flowers right well on that note thanks so much to everyone that's tuned in not only this for today's episode not only for this yeah, year for but year. for time for two years yeah. come on shout out you lot like shout out yeah. on, shout out everyone listening shout out everyone who interacts and engages and shout out the haters you want more of haters the ones <laughs> who comment on the post giving Ooh, me hate i'm scary shout out the andrew tate fans (laughs) yeah hopefully we don't see too much of that in 2023 i say too much because i feel like some of it is a bit inevitable but yeah onwards and upwards Bye, bye guys